Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this month's edition of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. I'm your host, Rebecca, and today we were joined on the show um, by a lovely stewardess. Her name is Samantha Mujica, um, otherwise known as Sam, and I was put in touch with her, like so many things these days, on social media. Um, She's a stew who had a really interesting story. She was living in Venezuela, her university got shut down, so on a whim she decided to move to Miami, and before you know it, she's um, working as a stew on board luxury yachts. So not just that, but she also has a keen eye for the environment and likes to try to educate people on how you can be greener day to day, whether you're working on board boats or just in your own life at home. So I found it really interesting and really refreshing to have a chat with Sam. Um, You will notice on the recording, she was uh, away at sea on the boat, and kindly her boyfriend stepped in so uh, she could go and do the call off watch. But there's some feedback here and there just from the wind, but uh, all in all, it was a great talk, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. Thanks so much. So we're here today with Sam Mujica, who is a stewardess on board some of the luxury yachts that you've seen pictures of online and on TV, and it's growing interest everywhere. And we're so happy Sam could join us. She's in St. Martin at the moment. Um, She's kindly put her boyfriend on her watch so that she could spend some time with us. So I'm going to jump right in. Hi, Sam. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, We're good. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know we've sort of talked about it before, but I was hoping that you could just fill in the listeners with a little bit about how you got into yachting. I know you're... I wouldn't say you're brand new to it, but you're also not a, a 30-year-old hand at being in the industry. So any background on, on how you became a stewardess on board would be great. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for the space and, yeah, for the opportunity. Um, so I'm actually from Caracas, Venezuela, and um, the way I got introduced to yachting was a very interesting very different to most of the people actually. I was um, studying and I came in to, uh, for a holiday to Florida. My mom lives in Florida. Um, so we, uh, I was in 2013 and then um, we got invited to a little cruise on a boat which was really, really exciting for me. I've never been on a boat before. So um, it was pretty much all for Lauderdale, so we did all the intercoastal, and they show us all the boats and the big yachts, and oh my god, I was just so impressed about everything, you know, never seen even a small boat, and so that, that for me was amazing, so um, they, a friend of mine tells me, oh, you can be doing that, for sure, you can do that 100%, and I was like, no, there's no way, especially my English wasn't very good at the moment either, so I was like, no. There's no way that I can do that. So anyways, um, that was the thought. And then um, I really didn't do much research about it. I think actually my mom was the one that got me into the industry because she was the one that did the research. She obviously didn't want me to stay back home. Um, not much people know much about Venezuela. But um, yes, it's not a country that's doing very well at the moment. So she was happy for me to and do something different. Um, so I went back home that year, you know, continued studying until 2014 when, um, so lots of protests happened back home, very, 
political movements happening. And then um, my college got, um, there were so many courses that sort of like got like stopped every now and then. There was like no classes or you couldn't go for like a month and a bit. And it was just on and off the whole time. So my mom did the research for me and then I went on holiday. In 2014, again, to visit her, and then I did my CCW, and that's kind of like how it happened. I just found a job, and then I got a position, and that was it. So I left college and continued my yachting career pretty much. It's incredible. Been like that ever since. Yeah, to, to think you weren't even on a boat, you know, five years ago, and now you're working on these mega yachts. It's amazing, and like you say, it's great for your mom to help you out and to get you out of that. I know there's quite a few... Um, if you're based in the Florida or like Caribbean region, quite a few uh, Venezuelans have gotten into super yachting, haven't they? You've probably met a few others along the way who've tried to, like you say, leave one situation and, and create something better. Yes, not as much um, stewardesses actually. I've only met a couple, and one of them is actually my friend, which I got into yachting. I haven't met much stewardesses. I have met lots of uh, engineers or Venezuelan, and it's also because we have lots of background in that area. You know, um, back in the day, we had lots of maritime like action back home, and um, lots of people had uh, jobs like that. So it makes sense. Yeah, to come here and farm yachting. Yeah, we had a a chef on board. Um, I don't know if you've crossed paths with him, Sergio Marichalis. He was based in Lauderdale for a while, and he had a similar story. You know, he. He liked being a chef, and then he went back to working with like auto parts and oil import, and now he's a chef on board super yachts. So, yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy how life just happens like that. Yeah, well, it's really interesting, isn't it? So you all don't have the same story, you know. Like a lot of careers, you all kind of follow the same path, and you end up in the same place. But in yachting, you're kind of this just big range of people of where you've come from, walks of life, and experiences, and it, it makes it for an interesting experience even for guests right because they're getting to know yeah people from different places so um i i love that story of how you came to be in it and now you're you're thriving on board and i know you're in the middle of a really busy charter season i think you've got a few weeks back to back coming up so can you um and i know you're you're into your yoga and everything else so is there a way that you remain sort of fresh faced for every new group that comes in, especially in those times when it is back to back, you know, you don't have a long turnover before you've got to greet a whole new week long people that you're going to have to be every morning on, on the ball with. So how do you remain like physically and mentally sane and, uh, and happy and approachable <laughs> during those really busy times? Yes. Well, you can't, I mean, you can do your best to stay sane. Sometimes you, don't see that much but uh, yeah. no I, you can do lots of things like I uh, before a trip I first like to have a nice sleep and just be relaxed and have time to eat time to rest time to have my tea just because I know I'm going to miss all that in that whole time so I think that helps a lot as well it's just to start that back-to-back week with like a good mindset first of all and then also while you're working, to be honest, everything is about having fun. And charters are fun, and they're also very tiring. But um, 
what I think it makes it go fast is uh, for you, again, to have the right mindset, to just be present, you know, um, not really think about what's happening afterwards because then you're going to be looking so forward to that that you're not going to enjoy the time you actually like the work you're doing. And uh, it's fun. Even uh, while doing a table set or for the morning or whatever, just be creative and do something new. And I like pictures a lot. And that like makes me happy and makes me proud of my job. And in that way, I sort of like, I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense, but it's also the way I sort of like keep myself um, with the right attitude mm-hmm. during that time. So um, for other people, they, I guess there's other things. Um, I've, I've met um, a friend of mine. She she literally, even if she goes to bed at like two in the morning, she still sits down and has a tea before bed. And that's like her thing. And okay. in that way, she sort of like calms herself and then go to bed. So yeah. I guess whatever works for you. But definitely you should ha- have something that um, makes you happy because you are working long hours and you um, you are um, putting a lot of your time on obviously whatever, whatever somebody else wants. And that's fine for that time. You have to be fine with it and accept it and, you know, be present about that. I yeah. Think. Yeah, it's a, some good advice in general, right? Like you're present in your day but also – that old saying, you know, nothing's, everything's temporary. So even the good times are going to go just as much as the bad times are going to go. So you're right. Don't count it down, exactly. you know, which I think is human nature. We sort of are always counting down to something else or looking forward to something and you're kind of missing the here and now. So really good advice. Um, and you, the yacht you're on now, how long, can you share how long you've been on board that yacht? Yeah. Um, I've been on board uh, over a year now in this boat. Um, I think it's been like about, it's like one year and five months. Something okay. like that. Okay. And uh, yes, it's been a really good experience. I'm a second steward on board. Yeah. And are you, has it been mostly the same crew while you've been on board? So you've got to know everyone really well and kind of become your own little family? Uh, yeah, it happens all the time. Actually, now... Uh, we had uh, for a whole year we had like the same crew and now some of them have have left um, to do their own thing um, just like everyone sometimes it's not actually a negative um, way of leaving it's just some people have to go and you know go further and do something else and change um, environments or uh, maybe a boat that does the Caribbean every year you know um, if they, they want to go and explore uh, the Mediterranean, then they go and just move on to another boat. So we had a, um, probably like four, four crew members that have left recently, and we got members on board, but um, it's been great so far. Yeah. Okay, it's good. It's really good. And is that where, can we share a little bit about, you just let me know that your boyfriend's on with you. It, did you guys meet on this boat, or did you get the job together, or...? Um, so we got the job together. We actually met. Um, we were both about a year into the industry when we met. Um, I, I think he's the reason of my accent, actually. Uh, okay. He's South African. I wondered. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Because I knew you were Venezuelan, but my partner is South African, and he has that same accent. I thought, hang on. I thought she said she was Venezuelan, but you sound like you're from Cape Town. <laughs> 
I know it's crazy. But it's also easier, I guess, when like my first language is Spanish. So um, when your first language is not English, you sort of like learn yes. with the people you work with and live with. So yeah. I guess there's a lot of South Africans in this industry. So I guess I've worked with a lot of them. Yeah. And that's the accent I have. It yeah. makes sense. But it keeps yes, people guessing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we met uh, the industry for a year, and we never worked together, actually. Uh, we just met separate through friends in the industry. And um, we, when things got serious, she sort of like decided to leave our current jobs and, you know, start going for that, um, look for that nice, good job for our whatever needs we had. So um, it was it was hard at the beginning, especially not having experience together. But it worked out very well, and this is the second boat we work on together. So the first boat we worked together, we worked actually for two years. Okay, wow. So it's it's nice too, right? Having someone in your corner. I'm, I imagine on those long days, it's just nice to have your partner with you, right? You're not away for months at a time, and I'm sure that does a lot for your mental health too. It is, and it's also nice not to be in the same uh, department, just because it's nice to go to bed and, you know, and just, like, have your partner there and tell him how you go and all that, but also he's not part of whatever is happening in our um, schedule. So he's not too involved, but he can be involved, and then we can talk about it and relax, and on the weekend you can go and have some fun and, and go and explore the islands and do whatever you with the person you want to be. So it is really good. Yeah, especially in those days when you do have time and chance to take a few days off and you've got your best friend right there to go traveling with. So I imagine that's amazing. It is. And it's, it's definitely, I'm very grateful about that. And then we've both um, have been, we've been able to uh, sort of like be happy with the positions we are on. Um, it's just very, very hard to have that as well. So yes. we're very grateful that we both have progressed and have what we needed yeah. while being together. Oh, good. And do you guys, well, you personally too, um, obviously you've been in yachts for a while now, so you've got the chance to visit lots of different places. Do you have a favorite holiday spot that you like to go? Or if somebody said to you, if you could go anywhere in the world tomorrow, where would you go? Oh my god! Well, I actually haven't been to lots of places. Um, we've always been both go to similar destinations, uh, which will be in the Caribbean, and I absolutely love the Caribbean. I will say to anyone that loves the beach, to go. It's a must. So mm-hmm. just anyway, there's there's just so many beautiful places to go to, and um. My favorite place in the world is actually in South America, um, and. And I, I think I've mentioned to you before, and I absolutely love um, mountains. So um, I haven't been able to go anywhere else with that kind of like environment. Um, but I do know what um, what is back home. So um, I did a little um, sort of like backpacking in the whole Amazon in the Venezuelan park. But the Amazon is huge. You can go through Peru, Brazil. Venezuela, Colombia, and all that is like a, the whole Amazon. So there's loads of places to go to. 
Um, but we particularly went to where um, it's close to the Brazilian border, and then there's a place where you could actually see Venezuela, Guyana, and Brazil. So you wow. go, you hike to the top, and then you can see three countries, which is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. That's very cool. Okay. And I haven't heard that one before, so that's a good recommendation to give to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there another place in there that's really good to visit is Angel Falls. And if you look online, you see tons of pictures. It's actually the worst, highest waterfall in the world. Okay. And it's great, like, breathtaking honestly you go there you stand on top and you're like on the top of the world yeah like probably quite humbling yes the most amazing experience i think i just i just want to go and like explore other places i'm very happy to be in this industry and have the opportunity yes yeah i imagine it's something that attracts a lot of people isn't it and the amount that you can see in a small period is is amazing um, I, I definitely want to make time though to just touch on um, and I'm going to share this with everyone when we post the, the podcast but on social media you're the conscious too and you are trying to help others become as eco-conscious and, and share sort of some green tips and I just wondered what, what made you want to start that and take that angle were you always really eco-conscious or did you get into yachting and think ooh, hang on, I, I think there's a way we could be doing this a little bit greener, or where did it come from? I think um, I always had a little bit of that on me. Like, I've always liked to try to do some recycling. I wasn't really conscious about it all the time, but it was always something that was present, and I always something that I thought about. And uh, I actually used to think I was very eco uh, an eco-friendly person and so I actually did the work and did the research and then I was like oh my god <laughs> everything I'm doing is so bad for the environment it's crazy I can't believe I think I, I know everything <laughs> yeah so, I think it, it's good and, intentions right <laughs> and it is hard there's, there's so many things on the way we grew up and the things we do that um, we're just so used to doing and it's fine. Um, it's nothing wrong with that, and there's no shame on that. And especially, like, your family probably doesn't know any better, or like my family didn't know any better. But um, but it, I think it is our responsibility to just do more, you know, and do the research and, and try to take action on the things that uh, we're probably not doing as well as we should be doing. So um, yachting was pretty... Um, I open it opener for me because uh, when I got into the industry and then I saw uh, the industry is fine, but again, you you have so many guests and so many crew, and then you unfortunately comes with a lot of waste, and that's a fact. And I think there should be ways of us being more conscious about it and trying to um, just decrease that of waste and just do something for the environment while we have the opportunity to do it, especially as stewardesses. We, we make a lot of the decisions about um, what we shop and how we do it and what we buy. Uh, so we can definitely do little changes that's not really going to change much of our performance as, as um, crew, and it will actually help a lot. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard 
I mean, I've been in places too where you can have the best intentions, but they maybe that country or that island doesn't have the infrastructure to recycle or, you know, you can't get rid of the waste in a way that you would at home or you can't, you know, compost it if you're at your own house. So I guess, like you say, you know, the, the intention can be there and then just, just doing those little changes too helps. Every little helps, right? So if you're getting it from the source, the way you buy and what you buy might help in those situations where you can't, it's kind of unavoidable, really. Yes, and it is what it is. I mean, if a country doesn't have um, the infrastructure to recycle, um, then unfortunately you're not going to be able to do it there. But I think even if you still do it, like, or, or not still do it, but if you if you have a system on where you have plastics and glass and all sorts of things, even though if they don't recycle in that place, you get the crew and the mentality that we still recycle and they know what they're doing because otherwise, if you throw things in the garbage, oh, because here yeah, they didn't recycle, then the next time they go somewhere, they do recycle, then you have to teach the crew again how to recycle and how to do it and put them again in that mindset. So I think it'll be still a good idea just to just to be conscious about it, just just so you know how to do it. Yeah. At the end of the day, that people, when they leave the boat and leave things, they'll go to the houses and they'll be more conscious of, hey, recycle them because I learned how to recycle just like everything like everything we learn on both how to clean something then when you and it's it's just a lesson for life yeah but it is important just as human beings to know how to do things correctly do you find in yachting people are open to those changes like if you make suggestions about how you could do something more efficiently or you know greener or eco-friendly or do you find you sometimes get some opposition with people saying, oh, it's it's really hard or the owner doesn't care or doesn't want us to do that? Or do you think everyone's pretty open and just more conscious themselves of, of what changes need to be done? Um, I think people don't like change. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, is, it is hard. It's, uh, I'm not going to lie. It's not easy and not everybody's on board with it. And that is fine. Everybody has their own process and their own, own journey and they do their own thing. And the only thing you can do of what I've done myself is um, I've changed things anyways on, on my per like on a personal level. So if people see me and I'm going to a, a, a crew party and I take my glass with me or my, my little cup for even if I want a tequila soda, then I take my glass and I take my, my bamboo straw. And I go and I ask Heidi to the to the bartender to make me a drink fee. And people see it, you know. And I think that's the, the most important thing you can do is just set an example. And maybe not attack people because then you're not going to get anywhere with it. Mm -hmm. If you simply say, no, you should do this because you're doing something wrong. And then this is not helping and you're killing the, the whatever, the animals in the ocean. And then maybe true, but... You, you can't get anywhere with a bad attitude. So it, it is hard and there should be different ways of doing it. If you can make a change on board that you are completely, like you have control of, mm -hmm. then that's fine because probably nobody's going to notice anyway. Right. And uh, like, like on the boat, we, we have um, actually before I joined, which is great, there was already a filtration system for water which is huge because that's one of the biggest 
uh, things in yachting and the biggest waste as well is bottled water. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing. People, everybody had their their little stainless steel reusable water bottle. And uh, yes, everybody got used to it. Not everybody too keen about recycling, but they don't have an option. You know, it's just there and they fill the water every morning. So those little things that you can do and maybe put to your superiors, like your chief captain, then you can do that and just put it out there. And it's actually better, not only because you are helping the planet, but also because you don't have to worry about what, buying water for crew and they are having the space for it. And there's so many other things yeah. that, um, that obviously helps with. Kind of a simple change, but with a much bigger impact, isn't it? Something like that. It's so simple. You know, it's one thing, but it's this knock-on. So do you have, because um, I know on your on your Instagram and you tend to share a lot of tips, is there anything, like you said, when you were researching and you thought you were really green and then you, you sort of found that maybe that wasn't the case, was there one thing that stands out? Like if somebody, you know, doesn't really do, I think nowadays we're all a little bit better than we used to be, but something that somebody could do um, right now to make a change that wouldn't be too cost-effective or really disrupt their lives very much? Is there one thing that really stands out to you? Um, I think there's, there's a lot of things, actually. But, um, I mean, the recycling part, they you know. Everybody knows that you can recycle glass and all those sort of things. But, um for example, we stopped using um, or buying uh, washing machine cleaner products and dishwasher machine cleaner products. And you can actually just like clean it with vinegar and baking soda. And then you make your own cleaner and you actually wash all your equipment with that or your kettle or those sort of things. Obviously, you know, there's all this product for specific things mm-hmm. and they they're not supposed to, they're just there because there's a market out there and they're just trying to make money. But um, there's so many other things that you can do with the same products and cleaners, just how, how it works in other boats where you can clean the wood with just soap and water or you can clean uh, glass with, you don't have to buy wood, you just buy alcohol and you mix with water. All sorts of things like that. Um, if you don't research and you don't know ways of doing yourself, um, your your different types of cleaners, or or do your own hand soap and and detergent or whatever, uh, however uh, how far you want to go. But yeah. there is many ways of doing that, and people have no idea. Yeah. No idea. And there's so many resources now. I'm sure even since you first looked into it, and now. You know, especially with things like Instagram, all you have to do is follow a hashtag or, you know, like a few pages that you like, and then you start getting all these similar pages pop up. And it's just so easy to see how um, you get this community now. And there's so many other tips out there. And even, uh, I, I would say I'm very similar to you. I thought I was always quite, you know, eco conscious and I recycle and I compost. I live in Canada, so, you know, and I compost back into the garden, but then winter provides a little bit of an issue. But if I wanted to, like, there's a solution. And I guess you're always learning, too. You're never you're never going to be perfect, and that's okay, too, as long as we're all making the right steps. Absolutely. And there's, it's, there's nothing wrong about being learning. I'd rather be learning than being perfect, because being perfect will come from my ego. I'm definitely learning all the time and I just want to progress and 
the only reason why I did this Instagram, actually, first of all, is because everybody's on social media. And mm. if you go anywhere, everyone is on the phone most of the time. So I'd rather than being on the phone looking at something that can help them, other than looking at a picture of something uh, close or which is fine as well, but I that's that's the impact I want to create, and yeah. I think it's a good uh, way of getting it out there. And um, also, I think um, in the industry, there's not too much knowledge about that, even though there's a lot out there. Like you can, as you said, you can find um, recipes of do it yourself on Pinterest and Instagram and follow people. But I don't think that that mindset on the industry was very strong. And just because of seeing it, you know, I go here to the gym. I'm with Martin at the moment, and I go to the gym very often. And I come here and I see everybody with their water bottles coming out of the boat, uh, um, just like single-use plastic. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe there's so many boats that do this still, you know. So mm. I think there's still so much to offer, and there's still so much to do. And you can't make a change if you don't take action on it. And uh, I guess that's that's what I'm trying to do, and it makes me happy. And it's just I think I'm putting my time in something good. Yeah, and I'll like I said, I I will share it um, online. But for people who are listening, just on iTunes or Google Play, uh, Sam's on the conscious or conscious stew on Instagram, and that's C O N S C I O U S S T E W. Um, and I, I mean, I love your, I've sent your page to a few different people too, who I know are in yachting and, and they've loved it just for the tip. So keep doing what you're doing. It's working. <laughs> and thank you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I thank really, you. I really do appreciate your time, Sam. I know you're really busy and I can hear you on the boat. So, um, our big thanks to you and, um, I hope people go and follow you and check out your page. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I hope it help. I can actually help other crew members to just take initiative and do their best. And not to only like reduce their waste, but also to make healthier choices when buying things. And if I can help with, you know, with whatever I struggle with, maybe I can make somebody's life easier. So. Right. That'll be great. Yeah. Well, I think it goes further than that. I think you appeal to a lot of different audiences. I mean, I know our listeners love to hear from crew members and to picture what life is like on board and, and you know, to hear your stories. But it's also transferable, everything that you're talking about and sharing. So I think that's something we can all take away, too. So um, don't limit yourself just to yachting. You're doing, you're doing good for everyone. Don't worry. Awesome. Well, I'm happy about that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for tuning in to See the World Differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.